वेलकम एवरी वन टू येट अनादर एपिसोड ऑफ द पॉप टिपिस्ट्री टूडे वी हैव विद दस स्टार इन द म्यूजिक वर्ल्ड हिज नेम इज शॉन ही इज अ मल्टी जॉनरे सिंगर फ्रॉम फ्लोरिडा प्लीज जॉइन मी इन वेलकमिंग अ ट्रूली रिमार्केबल टैलेंट शॉन लेट्स हियर वॉट ही हैज टू से इन दिस एपिसोड ऑफ द पॉप टिपिस्ट्री हाउ आर यू डूइंग टूडे शॉन I'm doing perfect. I'm super excited to start this conversation. So, can you just walk us through your earliest musical memory and how has it influenced your journey? Well, we got to go back to when I was four years old. So that, oh, that was, long. That's <laughs> my first uh, journey on this wonderful, uh, uh, to quote Jason Mraz, the mystical, magical, rhythmical, radical ride that we call life. Mm-hmm. And. Uh, <laughs> So I started when I was four years old. It was, this was at my parents' house. I'm originally from Cleveland, Ohio. So oh, okay. we live right by Cleveland Hopkins International Airport, and I have these vivid memories of those airplanes just going by, and it's just like, oh gosh, it, it was it was kind of nice to be out of a, a, a airplane flying area and all that because it was very noisy. But I digress. Anyways, going <laughs> forward with that. Uh, it was Christmas, uh, 1986. That just shows how old I am, and. Uh, Bill Collins' uh, uh, Throwing It All Away, Genesis, was playing on the radio. And at the time, I was kind of just like babbling to it. You know, I thought that you know, it wasn't really singing per se, but it was my first experience in music. And mm-hmm. as I got older, I went into, you know, just kind of the, the, I got involved with the show choirs and the concert choirs and, and, and you know, segwaying into school with it. With it. And, uh, you know, it kind of really took off from there. I mean, I was, I was, again, I was active with all the... Show choirs and concert choirs, and got active in musical theater when I was in high school, and, and, and I knew from there it was like this was a, definitely a part of me, and uh, you know I, I wanted to just move forward with that, and you know here I am, you know all these years later I'm going full time, and uh, and Crins, you know like I said, like you mentioned, a multi-genre artist that does pretty much everything. You know I've done acapella. I've done country with the, what was I thinking? My country cover single, and then I have an original song that I'm going to be releasing as well, uh, called Focused. And basically, it's just about the journey. You know, basically, no matter what crap gets thrown at your life, you just got to keep moving forward. And that's the message of that particular song. So it's a lot of lot of stuff that's uh, coming 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 your way. <laughs> yeah, I agree with that. I think you've been doing music for a long time now. Oh yeah, yeah. No, I've been very long time. How many years has it been? Me? Oh, twenty plus. Twenty <laughs> oh, plus. Yeah, That's really cool. Yeah, you guys, yeah, it's, we're 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 uh, pre- actually now that I think of it, yeah, it's actually close to thirty plus. It's hard to imagine that, but yeah, no, I I, I got like I said, I got really involved with it uh, more into middle school and high school. So you know, that's when I really knew that that was going to be. Uh, you know what I wanted to do for a living and, and just you know move forward with it. So yeah, it's, it was a passion of mine. And to quote a very uh, good friend of mine, it's actually the director of the Pitch Perfect movies, uh, Dick Sharon. You don't choose music; it chooses you. And I knew right from the get go <laughs> that I knew that this was what I wanted to do, and 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 I live and breathe it, and it's what I do. Perfect. That's a lovely answer. I see so much energy in you, and so much passion about music. Yeah, that's oh, really yeah. cool. I'm, I'm high energy. I'm all I'm all the way, baby. <laughs> uh-huh. What was your uh, biggest musical influence uh, growing up, and how does that inspire your style right now? Yeah, so, so there's a lot of musical influences. It's a really good question because I get asked this a lot. So, like, who are your biggest influences? What really make who you are? 
And for me being multi-genre, there's a lot. So like in the rock category, like the heavy metal category, by far James Hetfield, Metallica. I mean, it's just when I first heard Metallica in the, in the 90s and, and when I got kind of like, you know, exposed to what he did, it was like, yeah, it's like, you know, like, because I, I have, you know, I, I love putting a little edge to, to, to my rock and everything. So definitely James Hetfield is one of my biggest things, you know, because he just, add, just adds that intensity that I love. And then like on the pop side of things, uh, currently today I would say Charlie Puth and Jason Mraz. Uh, Jason, because he just has so much lyrical, you know, so much variety lyrically, what he does. And he's probably, in my opinion, one of the best songwriters out there because all this stuff is like lips to the teeth, the tip of the tongue with singing. And I haven't actually learned one of his new songs, the I Feel Like Dancing. And it's like, I mean, it's like, it's taken me like a while just to get it under my belt because it's just so lyrically intensive. And, yeah. then, so, and then like Charlie Puth, like, him and I actually share a, a gift that's it's actually one in 10,000 people have, and it's, that's absolutely the perfect pitch. So, like, you know, I can identify songs basically out of thin air or pitches out of thin air, you know. So it, and the biggest thing, like, because I, I hold membership with the Barber Shop Harmony Society, so it would come over to me, it's like, you know, hey, how many B flat? And I'll go, mm, you know, it's all give them a B flat. And it's like, you know, it's, 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 it's almost like they, they're, it's that jealousy. It's just like, it's like I drive people nuts sometimes because I know exactly what key songs are in and mm -hmm. just you know, being able to compose with that. And that's actually how Charlie Puth does with his music. He takes everything yeah. and like hears it in his head. So like when I did my original, uh, doing my original song, uh, I actually just was, I think I was just like in the shower, just kind of going, I don't want to spoil it or anything like that, but I'm humming the melody and it's just like, you know, okay, this sounds pretty good. This is something I could work with. And literally just composing everything in my head. And that's how I usually move forward with my songwriting process. And that's kind of like a, uh, kind of a, another weird question is you know yeah you can you can take I take that and just put it into anything that I write and it's just almost kind of like I hear it's like a symphony in my head I guess that's the best way you want uh, to describe it so it's like I just have a continual symphony in my head right now like yeah that's how I want it to sound yeah I want to put that there and yeah it's 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 a lot of it's a lot of complex thoughts I have in my head. <laughs> Charlie Puth's songs are amazing. The way he makes music is like super amazing because he takes like such weird things and like he turns them to music. I got a kick out of those reels when I was watching them because I almost did something similar with in my content. I was like, what if there was a song that sounded like this? And then I just you know, kind of put everything together. And I did that actually with, a, with uh, an acapella uh, track recording that I did, kind of like just for fun. It was it was some viral song on TikTok. Uh, if I were a fish, if I were a fish, and it caught me, a sailor. you may have seen it maybe on TikTok, but it was one of those uh, songs that was kind of like it's, it's a cheesy song, and I just kind of just went kind of silly with it and said, okay, like so I got commissioned to do this song if I were a fish, and, and by by the Harmony Town Chorus. So shout outs to the Harmony Town guys there because I commissioned it for for them. But uh, the Harmony Town Chorus in, in Michigan uh, commissioned me. To do that song it was like some TikTok viral thing and like I just went with it and just you know just went with it and you know that's it <laughs> that's so cool what has been your biggest challenge growing up what has been your biggest challenge in your musical journey and how did you overcome it well I would say I haven't had really major musical challenges uh I would say probably that's a tough question I've had maybe i think probably the biggest thing is like like you know maybe just like maybe a brain part you know trying to figure like writing a song maybe um 
you know, like with certain stages, maybe, uh, I guess, you know, like one time I slipped on stage. So that was kind of, <laughs> listening to myself. So that was, uh, as far as like actual challenges, maybe like in, in writing perhaps, but nothing really major. Uh, I think kind of everything like that I've done so far in life has kind of come a little bit naturally. Uh, you know, I mean, I think the biggest thing is like everybody hates to be rejected. And the truth of the matter is you're going to get rejected in some way, shape or form. You know, be it like if uh, somebody uh, doesn't like your music or doesn't doesn't like you or doesn't like the way you sing a, a certain line or, or basically, you know, like how you're, uh, you know, uh, with the music just getting out there. Uh, I think, you know, I think for people, it's different. You know, I think I think that's probably one of the biggest things as far as challenge is concerned. Like, you know, is your, are you getting the music out there to the right audience and is it, you know, convincingly out there? So, so I don't, that's pretty much it. I mean, there's really not much challenge. <laughs> when it comes to songwriting and producing a song, do you think the song should be made for you to listen first or do you think it should be targeted at an audience and then you should make a song or just make it so that you are able to listen to that song on repeat. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. That's, that's one of the biggest things is, is, and, and actually we kind of get to back to what Charlie Cook was, was saying. I was watching, I was watching a YouTube video of kind of how he produced a song and it said, you know, you, you got, you gotta like it and, and you know, people are going to hear it forever. So, you got to get the music right, and that's that's another one of my big mantras: is getting the music right. And luckily, I know somebody uh, that's that's uh, that goes with my producer, uh, Michael Walker, uh, in Orlando, uh, uh, Rick Barker, who actually worked with Taylor Swift. He was the former manager of Taylor Swift, and he made a very good point of getting the music right. You know, if you don't like it, if you don't like it, chances are your audience is going to like it. So. For me, I'm kind of a natural perfectionist, so that's really tough for me. So as far as like a challenge, for me being kind of a natural perfectionist, getting the music right for me is a big thing. So like I could be spending hours like I in here in my studio just getting a vocal take just right. So like, you know, if I'm saying, huh, or maybe I didn't like that, but huh, you know, like something it's like a maybe a maybe a carried phrase that I liked a little better than what I did previously. So mm -hmm. it's getting the music right biggest thing and like I said you're not going to please everybody but if, like the biggest thing is if you don't like it personally you're hearing it, it's like mm, you know like I can do that a little better your audience probably will connect with it that, I think that's one of the biggest things. I agree to that can you share a moment in your career when you realize that music is what you wanted to do professionally yeah I mean getting getting back to when I was four and, and just kind of getting the, the, evolve, you know, the evolution if you will uh, I think when I knew it was what I wanted to do was more high school, more back to middle school. Uh, I had my first solo, <laughs> solo audition, and it was all for once. I swear, you know, John Michael Winter, same song too. So you know, I, I'm, I'm, I'm singing just kind of like maybe a four-bar phrase of it. And you know, keep in mind, this is my first solo, my first ever solo. I mean, you know, I was about 12, 13 years old at the time. My knees are just, they're knocking and everything like that. I was so nervous. I, I, you wouldn't believe, like, I, like I'm literally, my hands, my hands were shaking, my knees were shaking, and vocally, I was probably, like, oh, you know, it's a kind of feeling. But it's, it was a good introduction to what a performer should feel like. Like, some performers take beta blockers to calm nerves or anything like that. I like raw nerves. 
because that really tests you to give your best out there on stage. And for me, that was one of the biggest things like, you know, getting that solo really propelled me into high school and doing the musical theater, which is kind of like, you know, the focus is on you if you're playing a role. You know, it's, you don't have a, a choir or anything like that to back you up or whatever, whatnot. The focus is on you. And I think that's really important, you know, like musical theater, even though I don't do musical theater anymore, I support the arts 100%, but I just, it's, was not, it's not my avenue. It's not who I am as an independent artist. For me, music is my, is my, is, 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 is what I breathe. You know, I'm not an actor. I'm not the next Harrison Ford or anything like that. But, you know, it's, it's one of those things where I, I took that to heart and it grew me from there. And I went even further <laughs> into the Cleveland Orchestra Youth Chorus and performed with, with, with kind of, you know, it, it, uh, there's, a, uh, there's a big uh, hall, Severance Hall in Cleveland. And I had a chance to perform there, and it was a really great experience. And also in college, I had a chance to perform for Kenny Rogers, country music legend. You know, God rest his soul, he's no longer with us. But, you know, for, for, for to meet Kenny, uh, you know, in the flesh, and, and he is, he was just as, mild-mannered and calm and relaxed and everything that you would you would expect him from and really really super nice guy and, and uh mm -hmm. you know, it's a shame he's no longer with us but he was very 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 cool to to meet and you know he said you know thank you very much for coming to the to our thing there and working with us and you know it's it's a really really just a blessing to to have, to have met him yeah that's really cool we well, want more you. people coming to podcast who can say such stories <laughs> yeah so Appreciate it. Thank, thank you for having me. Can you share a experience from your performances that was memorable or like defining for you? Yeah, I mean, getting back to Kenny Rogers, I think was was a very big defining moment. Uh, recently, this was just like last year, uh, I had the privilege of winning the inaugural Hogan's Hangout Men's mm. Karaoke Championship and meet pro wrestling legend Hulk Hogan in in, in in person as well. So that that was really cool for him to present me the belt and, and, and say, you know, here you go, brother, you know, like, what you going to do, you know, it's typical Hulk Hogan. But, uh, you know, I went in that contest with no expectations. And that's one of the biggest things is you can't, you, you have to go in things with no expectation. You've got to go and just give it 100%, you know, no matter what people think or, what, or whatever, you know, whatever the outcome is, is the outcome. You can't control that. And I've been in many contests in, in like with the Barbershop Harmony Society in the youth contest where I've, I've won... I've won two district championships, regional championships with the organization, and then I placed second. <laughs> yes, well, four times I won, four times I won, but second, I, I, I won twice with uh, one quartet, and then fourth and fifth place in the same contest. So uh -huh. it's not it's not a given thing. That's one of the biggest things. It's like you know you can't go into there expecting to take it all. You don't know. You really don't know. I mean, I've been in contests where like. I go in there and we and everybody was talking around saying, "Wow, you're going to win this contest." And I was like, "I don't know. You don't know." And, and, and you because a good example with that, we went there. We were the best quartet at that time in the contest. And then comes another quartet who, who I actually really, really good good friends with, uh, the bass singer of. Uh, there was a quartet called Men in Black, and the bass singer Carl Hudson, who's a, a, a uh, is a Disney performer, Orlando here, here in Orlando, in Florida. Uh, you know, we still, you know, have projects to this day. And this quartet just comes out of the blue and wins the contest. So you really just, just you don't know. It's one of those things like 
it's not guaranteed, but you have to give it your all. And that's one of the biggest things that I would say advice wise. That's so many experiences. I think I have a lot of uh, knowledge to get from you so that we can give it to the people who are wanting to listen to this podcast. I wanted to know how does your songwriting process work? That's a good question. So for me, I tend to take the Max Martin effect. What that is, is it's the instrumental first and then the lyrics. So I'll usually I'll hear kind of the instrumentation in my head, kind of getting back to Charlie Puthie, which is kind of, here's like, it's like, it's like a symphony. It's like an orchestra just kind of going to my head saying like, okay, this is how I want this. I'll kind of write some chord, chord structures down and kind of get that structured and get that kind of going. And then I'll kind of play around with the melody with that particular chord structure. So like if, you know, if, if I'm, if I'm in, uh, say for the case, you C major, you know, you start with the root, you know, I'm kind of getting technical a little bit here. This is kind of a little music theory, if you will. So you start mm-hmm. with kind of the root and then you go into like, maybe the, maybe you go to the, the three chords. So that's, that's E minor in this case. And you just kind of, you play, you play around with like shifting around, figuring out what is the best, uh, chord structures that will go through with that. And sometimes it takes a while. And this is just songwriting 101 in general. I mean, like if you're writing, you know, you know, if you're on guitar, I don't, I don't play guitar. I want to learn guitar, but like uh, me on my keyboard, if I'm doing a little bit of like, you know, just kind of just play around some block chords and say, okay, I go there and then I go there. Okay, that sounds pretty good. And then putting it all together. So, like I said, it's kind of, it's that Max Martin effect. You know, it's, it's putting everything from instrumentation first, and then I add usually a melody. Sometimes the melody comes first. So, like in my original song. I kind of had the melody first, but nine times out of 10, I'll usually get kind of a instrumentation, a, a, a scratch instrumentation now. So it's kind of like basically a, a work tape of that. And then for my original song, I sent that to my producer, Michael Walker, a Dream, Dreamwalker Music Evolution. And, you know, just shot to him and said like, okay, this is what I got here. Let's tweak this around. And he, he gives me a very important question of like, are we co-writing this or is this just you writing it? For me, I like to have co-writers. You want to have different people, different opinions of how things are going. Nine times out of 10, I'm kind of in the driver's seat most of the time, but I like to have other suggestions. So like mm-hmm. with Focus, when we got to the bridge of that song, Mike was like, well, how's this sound? So he just plays some chord structures. I'm like, that works, I like that. So mm-hmm. as part of the co-write, like I didn't write the bridge of that song. That bridge. So mm-hmm. it's important to get that co-writing uh, piece together, and also yeah. lyrically. Lyrically, for me, I'm pretty strong. Like I can mm-hmm. think of a pretty good rhyme scheme for the most part. Mm-hmm. But like Mike's wife, Caroline, specializes in song songwriting and lyrics and stuff like that. So mm-hmm. you know, like I have avenues of people that I can contact for, like you know, okay, you know, like I got this lyric idea here. How does this sound? And you know. Uh, I'll, they'll, they'll probably say, well, that sounds pretty good. Well, I'm going to change maybe this word to a different word. And sometimes that's all, all it is, is usually one word. So mm-hmm. that songwriting process is usually that. So, I mean, it's, it's usually like I'll start with instrumentation first, but nine times out of ten, it, you know, it, it tends to kind of work itself out in that regard. But sometimes I go there and it just yeah, so basically uh, you do instrumentation first, but sometimes you use the lyrics first. Yeah, it yeah. just depends on where I'm going with it. Like for, like I said, for this original song, I went kind of lyrics first, the melody, if you will, mm-hmm. and then mm-hmm. kind of everything just kind of came together. Perfect. 
So do you have any rituals or specific environment that you feel very creative in? Yeah, oh yeah, rit rituals, yeah. So so I don't really have a real ritual per se. Like for me, I like to get my voice warmed up as quickly as possible because the longer I tend to take to warm up the, the I guess the studio time I'm wasting per se. So I usually like to kind of go, oh, oh, I just kind of get the, the range, you know, warmed up and for me uh it's it's, it's, it's kind of nerdy okay i'm a big video game like kind of nerd so sometimes i'll go out kind of like exercise and i'll be humming like mega man or super mario tunes so anybody that you know knows the music with that's kind of it's it just kind of warms the voice up all over the place and I have like, you know, I just, I'm, I'm big with video game music too, which I think is probably some of the best music ever composed. So, you know, I mean, yeah. people will probably argue with me on that, but like if you're a video game nerd or whatever, whatnot, like me, like I'm big on like, you know, like Mega Man music is, is, was, was always one of my favorite, uh, like, you know, Super Mario, like another one, uh, Legend of Zelda, like the opening theme for Zelda is just brilliant. I mean, it's just, you know, and I would have that and I would just kind of like, Kind of hum that a little bit you know just kind of get mm -hmm. my my voice warmed up a little bit uh, mm -hmm. and that's kind of like how i kind of get myself going and then sometimes it's just take after take my voice naturally starts to warm up and for mm -hmm. me water is 100 a necessity i mean like i'll drink a little bit of pop like i've I actually i'm guilty of it not doing a big mouth deep bean but uh you know for me i always like to gravitate towards water just to keep you know holes hydrated and stuff mm -hmm. like that. but mm -hmm. for me it's just you know, it's it's uh it's some of the quirks that I have that work for me. So it's, it varies for different people. Do you also listen to anime, video game music? <laughs> well, I was a big Dragon Ball Z fan back like way back in the day or whatever. Whatnot. Uh -huh. anime, anime music, yeah. I mean, yeah, anime music and, and like and Japanese music actually in, in general, like video game music is is actually one of one of my favorite genres because it's just. You have, there's so much variety, like these composers that they put, put this all together. I'm like, it's so cool. And and, and I'll tell you, I'm probably going to write a song, you know, that has kind of that Japanese, you know, com composition in mind. You know, I'll take that and uh -huh. I'll make it into a melody because, like, you know, like I said, like, like all all the all the Mega Man uh, uh, tracks or whatever. Like we're talking like the NES stuff there. It, it's, it's just brilliant in my ears. I mean, I, it's just one of those things. Yeah, you know, I'm just I'm just so into that. Uh, what themes do you find yourself drawn to in songwriting and why is that oh you mean like artists or what oh, topic of yeah okay yeah uh, i would say probably the i would probably say the best songs that are written by real life experiences and like a, a, i have like three songs that i'm writing right now are just based on real life experiences so like with focus it's about destiny uh, you know, going for the prize, you know, that, that ultimate prize at the end, you know, uh, when I talked to my producer, you know, this was during the pandemic, and, you know, we we're just like talking this kind of randomly. It's like, you know, hey, you know, Winston Churchill said it best. If you're going through hell, keep going. And that was the hook of my song. And I stuck to that. And that's the main hook of the song. So, you know, it's, it's going through hell, keep going. And, and, and it's, it's the big, big theme of that song. So that song is going to be called Focused. And that is, I'm aiming for that. Hopefully by the end of the year here, I've got a lot of, a lot of elements in that song. Uh, I, I just hired a, I, I went kind of all out here. 
I just hired a choir uh -huh. to do the final half of this thing. And I and, and when I said to I when I said to, to Mike, I want this thing to rock right from the edge. No hold back. This thing is just gonna be in your face because I am so focused on, on this. Yeah. That's the message of the song. And you you'll hear it. You'll hear it in the, in, in the final product. It's epic. I mean I want this thing just to be epic because you get one shot to, to make to make a mark. And I wanted to make a, a big a big mark as much as possible. So, you know, like I said, I got that going here. I got them hired. I, I've got, you know, uh, just so many elements in the song that, that I'm, you know, still putting in. So, like, the embryo phase was getting the, the, the work tape going for the drummer who's actually over in England. And he's originally from South uh -huh. Africa. And, and uh, Glenn Wellman is his name. And he's a fantastic drummer. Oh, my gosh. And he's another Fiverr guy that, you know, he laid out the drums to this quick record time and he was fantastic i mean he did an excellent job and i you know like like mike was happy i was happy i was like yes oh yeah this is gonna be awesome he was he was awesome what he did mm -hmm. so I, I'm, I'm very excited to finally get this going here it's just getting getting the studio hour set and full speed ahead <laughs> Focus. <laughs> yeah. Choir sounds pretty impressive. I hope it comes out soon and we get to listen to it and focus. Oh, yeah. <laughs> how do you use social media to engage with your fans and how has it impacted your music career? Yeah, social media is so important nowadays. It wasn't it wasn't back in the day, but I'll tell you right now it is very important. You know, using the, the right hashtags, you know, using, you know, you know, independent artists, you know, I use the singers who rock, the, you know, like singer, songwriter, all those hashtags are so important because you're reaching out to a whole pod full of people. I mean, we're talking millions of people out there on social media and you're, you know, you're just one person trying to reach out to a big median uh, of people out there. And it's, yeah, I, I, it's very important uh, with social media, you know, using the right, the right hashtags, uh, thinking of content consistently continuously uh be it original songs be it cover songs be it you know uh you know web you know webs, website presentation like you know I, I, i'm guilty i don't have my, my my website set but i do have the social media set and that's at sean gavin thomas music for anybody that wants to to follow uh you know i'm usually kind of posting kind of my my daily activities and stuff like that you see like you know, we've got finally got a studio going here uh, you know, we got everything going here. I can, I can, I can show you here. We got, uh, you know, just kind of my awards on the white, on, on the uh, wall over there. And yeah, yeah. A lot of Richie concerts, and uh, you know, it, it's a lot of, lot of work that we put in here. We got Elvis here in the back, but yeah. uh, you know, it's, it's a lot of, lot of stuff. Uh, you know, this, this was a lot of work just to put together right here, and, and uh, you know, I, I think, think my, my handyman did all the, the painting and all that stuff, and everything is all, all set. So. When the time is right here, you know, I've got kind of my, my mic set up and everything. And I'm going to be doing some content where it's kind of, you know, kind of like the unplugged coverage where it's kind of like lay back on the couch, chill, and just it's chill with Sean type thing. You know, it's, it's, it, I have so many ideas for like social media just to, just to get it out there. And uh, some of it takes time. I mean, you just got to, yeah. you got to ramp it up. I think, that's one of the, I think that's one of the biggest things is, you know, ramp it up yeah. and build it. And if you build it, it will come. <laughs> yeah, I'll come if you build it, that's for sure. Are there any contemporary artists that you are looking up to and would like to collaborate with in the future? Good question. Very good question. Um, collaboration is is, uh, is a very touchy subject. 
Um, collaboration, you got to find the right people to collaborate with because the person that you may, may want to collaborate with may not want to collaborate with you or they're not the right fit for what you're trying to do. So I think the biggest thing is collaboration. Like I, I, I'm actually in talk with a vocal coach that we, we just kind of the natural conversation became real good friends, great singer herself. And I mentioned that I might feature her as a guest vocalist on an original song. And she was totally 100% on board. And uh, uh, she has her own content as a vocal coach and a musician. And she does gigs and stuff like that. And, uh, you know, that's a good, a good fit because they're on board and you know that they're a great talent itself. And then there's some that like, you know, like, man, I wish I could sing with Charlie Puth or I could sing with Jason Mraz. But the chances of that happening are like one to million none, because obviously, you know, they're a whole, it's a whole different thing on the mainstream level. It's supposed to be an artist. So the biggest thing, it, it, it's, it's a touchy subject, but if you find the right people that you like and you find that they're awesome and they like you, and they like your talent, it's a win-win. And those are the people you want to work with. Amazing. And how do you take care of your voice? What are your pre-performance rituals? Okay, well, so, so like I so taking care, taking care of, the voice is a very delicate instrument. So if you if you feel like crap, you're vocally probably not going to sound real good either. So like water is a number one thing. You want to hydrate. You want to keep as much hydration as possible. Um, for me, since I'm doing these podcasts, it's a lot of talking. So sometimes I'll talk myself to death. And if I'm drinking something like this, like I'm Mom, doing, you. it's going to deteriorate the voice. So I tend to go with water here. And actually, this is empty. I'm, I'm kind of taking the risk here uh, of doing it. But yeah, I mean, hydration is very important. Uh, proper vocal warm ups, you know, you know, uh, uh, you know like sirens. Woo! Just keep it. Even the the high, you know, in, in finding you know where you know the, the vocal fry ranges, you know, uh, that's vocal fry, you know, where, where, it, where you kind of crack or whatever. But uh, the more you do vocal warm ups and just kind of like just kind of light like crumbs, you know, just keeping everything nice and loose and don't force anything. You know, if, if it's just not coming out the way you want to, don't worry about it. I mean, it's 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 just. Not just gonna, ha- not gonna have it right now. Just keep vocally warming yourself up and just keep it light and hydrate. I think that's and, and uh, some people have steamers, like uh, but where they have like steamers where they're, you know, they just breathe in the, the, the steam here. And that's one reason why I live in Florida. I used to live in Northeast Ohio, but now it's cold. It's like 40 degrees. And now with, with the winter months coming up, and I couldn't, I couldn't take it anymore. I needed something where, where I was able to be able to perform. Uh, comfortably and wake up too. Like, I mean, I was like, I had no energy because of the cold. Like, me and cold don't mix. I like warmth. <laughs> so, so that's one of the biggest things. Uh, like, you know, uh, uh, I, I, uh, I think I might have seen, are you in Minnesota? Yeah. Yeah. Minnesota is Minnesota cold. So that probably wouldn't really adapt over there. <laughs> <laughs> it's very cold. It's already started snowing yeah. here, so it's crazy. I, I'm getting cold just thinking of it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But yeah, no, that's that's kind of the things that that, that I do just keep myself. You know, that's nice. Away. Florida yeah. has good weather for sure. It's, mm-hmm. it's gonna get it's gonna get into the 40s and, and 30s from time to time, but it's very rare that it does that. But most of the time, it's usually in the 60s and 50s, which I can tolerate for the most part. But, you know, for me, like the humidity is one of the biggest things, like a lot of the vocals can definitely 
can definitely say that yes, with the humidity makes a huge difference in the performance. Mm -hmm. Perfect. So what's a piece of advice that you've re received and which has stuck through your career? Oh, okay. Biggest piece of advice. Well, the one thing is never give up because you're going to get more rejections than anything. I failed more times than you can count. And, and I just keep going. I mean, you're going to have one of those things where it's, you know, you're going to, you're going to have a failure. It's going to happen. Be it if, uh, an audition that didn't go as planned the way you want it to. Uh, if uh, you know, like if you're playing an instrument and and uh, you know if a, if, a, if, a, if a string breaks or 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 if a technical issue happens with a microphone or you know this stuff happens. I mean, it's it's not under your control. I mean, you're going to have feedback that'll happen on a technical standpoint. So that's you know that stuff happens. But I would say, you know, I would say you know no matter. Never give up. Don't let anything distract you. Don't let anything get in the way of what you're trying to do. And, you know, sing to the audience and sing to the person and connect. That's one of the biggest things for me. Uh, you know, make sure that, you know, believe in yourself. Because if you don't believe in yourself, ain't nothing going to happen. But, you know, and, and you've got to you just keep pressing forward. I mean, that's one of the biggest things. And, and it's a good example of this new original song that I'm doing. It's just a good message of like, you know, you're going to go through the hell of things. And, you know, like I do breeds on the side and, you know, I, I, I had a flat tire once, but I didn't let it deter me, you know, or anything like that. I just, I just you know, got it fixed and just kept going with it. So, you know, it's the never give up and be the hardest worker in the room. It's Dwayne The Rock Johnson. It's just, this, you can follow stuff on Instagram or, or, or social media. Let's just watch his stuff. He's, he's probably one of the most motivational people out there. I mean, he doesn't like anything. Basically. He's just such a positive person. So, so yeah, never give up and just, and just be, be a hard worker. I have oh. another question. Doing music is not the easiest thing on the world, right? It's, it oh, comes with a lot of hardship. A lot of hardship. Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. the money is one thing like the money is pretty sometimes you earn a lot in one season but one season there's not much earning so there's so yeah. much at stake here yeah, yeah. Oh, no 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 i agree no it's with, with with music it's 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 probably the only the only career that your income isn't guaranteed and you got to keep always pushing forward uh, with, with every with everything like for me i run a portfolio track business i've been doing it for over 20 years and i've had instances where it was red hot like in, in, in the summer it was red hot i was kidding boom, 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 boom. and then come like the fall or whatever or even a certain time nothing and that's it's a scary thing but that's where if you have multiple avenues like with me doing 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 uber that's a good supplement to keep it going for the time being and just keep moving forward and you it, it will come just because they're not contacting you right now doesn't mean that they're not going to just keep in mind with that it's all in timing like with what i do with my clientele a lot of them are like seasonal they'll say like you know what when, when we're ready with this but we also i have a regular client that's feeds me all this stuff all the time and they're just not ready at the current moment but i know i'm going to get something from him because they've contacted me so many times and they like my work and they give me good praise with it. And like with music as well, you know, people get so 
so engrossed in the Spotify streams and the streaming and the and the monetary with that. Don't even think that. This is a marketing tool. Get your music out there. People will hear it. And you might be able to get your music featured in many different ways. And then you'll be earning more money than you thought. <laughs> with just with just a simple simple streamer or whatever with that. I mean, you know, yeah. it's, it's nice to get stream, streaming income and all that. But for me, I look at the bigger I look at the bigger picture because there's a, there's so much you can do with music and getting it out to a wider audience. And if you get more listeners, you're getting more money essentially in streaming income that way as well. So it, it, it comes it comes naturally. Amazing! I love your answers. I think they're really something personal that you're sharing and it's really cool. the upcoming music what can your fans expect out of it specific theme or evolution in sound um not really a specific sound like this 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 first song is a rock song so it's going to have that driving edge towards towards it so if you listen to like some metallic or, or, or even Linkin Park for that matter it's not it's not it's not scream screamo metal or anything like that but you know, it, this this song's got a little bit of an edge to, towards it, and and it has my own characteristic with my own voice as well. Um, you know, it, it, it's it's not really a, a, a new thing, and and you talk about evolution, evolving the sound. Like, I think that's kind of a uh, a trend set. You know, like it's like a trending, uh, like uh, 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 like a fad, if you will, because mm-hmm. when you hear a certain song like. Back in the '80s, the '80s had a very distinct sound. They used a lot of synth. They used a lot of kind of like the '80s drums you hear and all that. So mm-hmm. like you, you've heard Journey, you know, Journey's Separate Ways and Don't Stop Believing, them, iconic songs. Mm-hmm. But that particular sound that they aim that they aim for in the '80s, and that's how the, the you know the it, like the uh, on Sirius XM, the Hair Nation station, you know, like all you know, the the hair bands and all that rocking and everything. Mm-hmm. Rock. But that's kind of like how that particular genre of music was. And then like rap and hip hop has its own distinct sound. And then you have, you know, like the BPM music, the techno music, you know, like uh, uh, Aqua's Barbie Girl, you know, if you go mm-hmm. back in the 90s, you know, they had kind of the techno type stuff, Technotronic, you know, back mm-hmm. in the 90s. And then it carries through. Now we've got Kylie Minogue, you know, Padam Padam that we're hearing. That's yeah. kind of it's suddenly making a little bit of a, 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 a comeback. And you see with her music is you know she uses those the, the filters to kind of make it sound a little bit metallic kind of like that kind of that uh, kind of real real uh, metallic type uh, delivery in her in her music so yeah and with with music's always evolving and like country is a very good example so like with what was I thinking that's a country song with you know you hear the banjos and stuff like that and you know back in 20 years ago when it came out in 2003 when I did the cover of that song what I wanted to do is I wanted to add a rock edge to it or I like to call them SGT flavor that's my initials but you know I add a little bit of a rock flavor to it so mm-hmm. like, my producer is like you know the middle section I just want you to shred the hell out of this thing and, and just make it make it your own and he, and he did and I was totally satisfied and it was it was rocking and that's my big single that I'm doing right now, and that's, oh, that's, that's really the cool. cover single. So yeah, stream. What was I thinking? Uh, by Sean, well, by Sean Gavin Thomas, well, covered by me and Dirk Spencer to the original song, but I had a little bit of a rock flavor to it. So yeah, evolution of music is always going to happen. It's just where we go with this, and I guess we're kind of going a little so much faster. Like I know that songs are getting shorter, and I personally can give or take with that because like One Republic's Runaway is only like about. 
two minutes and 45 seconds. And like Charlie Puth's That's Hilarious on off his new album was like two minutes. And like, where's a bridge? I'm like, I'm out here more. But I yeah. guess like, the attention span is like getting less and less. Lesser, yeah. I guess we got four people with ADD. For <laughs> so I don't know. So uh, what's on your playlist right now? And are there any emerging artists you're excited about? Oh, my playlist is very, it, it's, it's huge. <laughs> I've got, I've got everything. So like with, with acapella, I mean, acapella artists, uh, like, you know, pentatonics is one. Um, I mean, you've got, um, impact, um, the real group from, from Sweden. Um, you know, this, the, those are some, some uh, acapella groups that I have and, uh, voice play I actually know, uh, one of the performers, um, and actually he's kind of doing guest performing, uh, Omar Jose Cardona. And if you don't know that name, you might be a little bit familiar because he was on NBC's The Voice and he finished fourth place oh. in, in that contest. So Omar is, I know Omar before he made The Voice and he's about as tall as me, you know, I'm, I'm only five foot three and uh, yeah, he's the little guy with a big voice and uh, you know, it, it's amazing what, what he did with that show and, and uh, you know, just amazing talent. But that's that's uh, on the acapella side, the rock side. You know, you got Metallica, you got Alice in Chains, you got uh, you know, like uh, uh, on the the grunge side, like Bush, uh, you know, Nirvana. You know, I'm kind of into that type of music there. Um, I would say on the pop side, you know, big boy bands, Instinct, Backstreet Boys, mm-hmm. uh, O Town, and like Wonder, I guess One Direction, if you want to put stuff like that. So I'm pretty wide eclectic. Uh, uh, like yeah, that's. So I, yeah, I that's a lot of genres. That's a lot of stuff. <laughs> I got a lot of uh-huh. stuff. <laughs> so, is there any upcoming project or collaboration that your fans can look forward to? Well, I have a collaboration with another fellow artist that I did. This was during the pandemic, but uh, she's gone through a lot uh, personally. Uh, she recently lost her mom, and uh, it, it was just a lot, a lot, lot of lot of personal things that kind of got in the way with that. And I have. I have the recording all set there, and uh, we did a collaboration of uh, Jennifer Lopez's Let's Get Loud. So I did kind of the instrumentation, and we featured her her voice on it, and, uh, you know, she's a phenomenal singer, and she, she does, like, a lot of the, the, the theme park stuff in Orlando. It's like, she's doing a lot of the Christmas things there. But, like, again, she's kind of getting herself re-caught up from what happened, and, and you know, because, like I said, she recently lost her mom, lost her mom to cancer. Yeah. You know, it's a lot of a lot of stuff that she's just kind of getting her her head cleared again. And but she's an amazing talent. And I met her uh, about four, four almost almost five years ago. Uh, and uh, just amazing talent. Uh, her name is Melody Melody Joy. And and uh, you know you know Melody's amazing amazing talent. So that's one collaboration that I had. And as far as others. Not really. I mean, like I said, I, I'm talking with a vocal coach that I'm going to probably do a collaboration with that down the line once I get something, an, an original uh, thing written in, in stone. Like, again, the songwriting processes, it varies. Like I mentioned, you know, I can start instrument or I can start with melody. So, you know, it's just all this stuff just takes time. So Really nice to hear that. What do you want to say to aspiring musicians? It could be of any age. They could be as young as 10 or even younger or could go up to the age of 50? Yeah, that's a good question. So like, um, I would say to never give up, you know, like, because just because you're this particular age right now, does it mean that you can't do it? You know, I think, I think it proves nowadays, like anything's possible if you put your mind to it. 
uh, you know, like for, for me, like I've got, you know, I've got a house borders I'm paying down and I'm just focusing on paying that down as well. Like, you know, because if you want to go, for me, I want to go bigger and better down the line. So, you know, I, you know, nothing is impossible if you put your mind to it. And I think that's a real key factor of, you know, staying focused, no pun intended with your song, but that's <laughs> what it is. That's what this song is about. It's like, you know, no matter what happens, you're going to get rejected. You're going to get a no. You're going to get all the stuff here, but you just have to keep moving forward. And I think, you know, don't never quit. That's one of the biggest things. Because I've had many times I said to myself, is it really worth it? You know, that's mm-hmm. those are big words. Is it really worth it? And I say, yeah, it is. Because you don't know what's ahead. You, you really don't know. And if, you'll never know if you don't do it. Yeah, and if something makes you happy, why not do that? Keep on doing it. Yeah. Right. Well, it's just like you with podcasting. You know, like if you enjoy it, who cares? I mean, you, you, it's what it's what you enjoy. You know, it's, you know, it's obvious. <laughs> Your answer was pretty good. Never give up because people reach to a point and then they are like exhausted that nothing is happening and they start giving up. They're like, oh no, now there's no point in doing this because I am of a certain age and now it's not that worth if I keep doing it. There's, there's always opportunities. There's yeah. Opportunities. So, you never know when it Yeah. You never know when you're least expecting it. Maybe the opportunity is just coming to you. I really like that you said never give up. You never know what's on the other side. And you have to be persistent. Keep on trying. And one day you'll definitely reach there. Just need to have faith in yourself. Yeah. Yeah, That's one of the biggest things. uh, What what people tell me is I'm I'm very persistent. I'm very determined and persistent. Well, yeah, I'm very, I'm very persistent. Because you never know when an opportunity can open like that, and and if you just kind of sit back and just let someone else take that, it's like, well, you know, you you asked for. It. I mean, it's you know, that's that's uh, some things you can't control, but you can certainly control going for it. So, yeah, I agree with whatever you said, and it was so nice to talk to you. You had so many insights that. Like, maybe I couldn't have got it from somebody else. So I really enjoyed talking to you. And I'm glad you made it to this podcast. It was really nice having you, Sean, talking about your experiences. Thank you. Thanks for having me. Thank you, everyone, for listening to this podcast. I hope you all enjoyed it. Please stay tuned for the next episode as well. We have this on all platforms. And I really want to thank Sean for coming to this podcast. It was great having him. You should go and check out Sean's page on Instagram. He has one of his music released a few days back. So it would really be cool for you to go and check his page out. He has awesome content out there, which you guys will totally love. And uh, please give him a follow and like all his posts. Thank you so much.